Alex has a new avatar, I believe. Alex is officially a fellow. Where where did I miss this new emoji fad? What's what's with the fellas? I can somebody school me up on fellas? I feel like an old man. It, it's it's a they they use the a Shiba a picture of a Shiba I think and put it in various clothing. It's related to the, to the Georgian Legion, and it became a a floating meme. That's that's basically the, the extent of my understanding of it. They look cool. They have various uh, various outfits, etc. I'm just trying to see if we can get up uh, Portland or Erin, somebody else do. Yeah, so it's just, it's, it's a thing that the kids do, Ryan. That, that's basically what you need to know. And um, it's just another way of um, organizing and, and um, spreading the good word for Ukraine. So it does and, it trace back to the Georgian Legion, I'm guessing. Is, is that accurate? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out and get a head start on um, my homework here so I can figure out what the kids do. Um, so it, it sort of started, and then there was a bit of memory. And then um, the Georgian Legion decided to join in. And um, since then, it took off. It's sort of just, it, it kind of took off. Um, there's a lot of um, engagement from very um, well thought of people. And um, you know the usual, the usual rabble, like imperious guardsmen. Um, and um, yeah, it's just um, another way of, of spreading the word. I might yeah, point you I, to, to I, our I, regular listener V and her Saint Olga herself, um, which is particularly spectacular. So, yes, I had noticed. A, a, a very obvious uptick in the number of fellas and the various iterations of fellas that I've seen, and I I knew I had missed the meme somewhere or the origins of it. And uh, thanks for making me feel old by telling me that it's something that all the kids are doing. Yeah. Um. So so you know how they say don't feed the trolls, uh-huh. or don't engage with the trolls. Uh-huh. So. A particular Russian ambassador made the mistake of um, feeding the fellas, and, and um, the fellas got troll blood. I don't. Thanks. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's tweeted since he made that mistake. So, um, but um, I'll, I'll send you I'll send you some memes, Ryan, and you can get down with the kids. Oh yes, I'm I'm a connoisseur of dank memes. I uh, I'll be happy to. Uh, oh. I'm sure you are. <laughs> and we got Gunny. Oh, yeah. Portland still sleep it seems. Hey. Ready? But Gunny, have you had the time to see and to review what's going on on Snake Island? Uh, yeah. It's starting nights tonight, but this is keeping me awake. Okay. Um, I've seen some pictures of Snake Island, multiple um, fires there. Um, they look roughly the uh, positions that we were seeing, um, certain bits of kit. Um, and probably fuel dumps. And interestingly, on the pier as well, Ukrainian Defence Ministry has come out and says the uh, the Russians have legged it. Um, we would we actually had a feeling something was um, in the wind last night, but for offset reasons, we decided to sit on it. Um, a, a friend of mine messaged me to tell me um, a, a relative um, on in a village on the Ukrainian coast, sort of west-northwest, about 25 miles away, was hearing very loud explosions. I, I think that was probably outgoing rather than incoming. Might have been a bit of counter-battery fire. Um, my suspicion is north of a place called Selina, uh, Ukrainian heavy artillery has been smacking the hell out of that island. They've probably killed the long-range radar smashed up the fuel dumps and whatever multiple rocket launch system the, the Russians had on there. And I think the Russians have just called it a day, sacked it off. There's a report of four KA-52 attack helicopters um, flying from Crimea over there. I'm a bit confused about that. Their attack helos, they, they might actually have been confused with helixes, Russian Black Sea Fleet helixes, which can actually carry people, but we'll wait and see on that. Um, and 
possibly some small landing vessels made a run in to pick up any personnel as well. I think the Ukrainians probably tried to interdict the evac. That's why we're seeing some smoke on the pier. Um, they may have got one of those landing vessels as well. We don't know. So it's, it's still kind of all up in the air. But it looks to me like the Russians have blown up whatever's left in place. Um, probably use the helos to evac senior officers, comms equipment, stuff like that, and the small landing craft to lift off whoever else is left. And Snake Island is no longer under control of the Russians. That's that's what it looks like at, at the minute anyway. So the specific reporting was that they hit, at the very least, a couple of ammo dumps and um, and a pantsir that was left that was still on the island. Another pantsir. So they've lost at least two, two if not three pantsirs on there in the last... Uh, uh, in the last week or so, and those are quite expensive pieces of kit, aren't they? Um, but yeah, and and then they seem to have actually left, which is very very good news. Jim, yeah, morning, Diamond. Th- thanks, uh, everyone. Gunny, particularly for your your tats. Uh, you know, I know that's a bit of pain, but credit to you guys, Gunny. What, what, I, I've heard you say before, maybe it's Portland, the significance of the Russians not having a, a radar station in that position. What what could what what impact could that have on? counter offences in the south for example um yeah so there's a bit of nonsense on twitter so first of all this doesn't mean grain ships are going to be running in the next 24 hours um the 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 island was um quite secondary in that yeah it allowed them to monitor the coast but it in no way suddenly means that everyone's going to be running convoys what it does mean is uh with that long-range radar gone we think um it was a system called spoon rest which is uh that's a nato code name a very um a very, very long-range radar system that's actually sort of 1970s technology, but did appear to have some capability against low, low, observa- low observable airframes, actually. It, we think it was a spoon rest that killed the F-117 Yugoslavia. Well, detected it anyway and allowed the, the battery to kill it. Once that's gone, they've lost the ability to look at the air picture over southern Ukraine, over Odessa. Uh, and a good sort of 100 miles inland to uh, not far south of Kiev, to be honest with you. Um, so they no longer have that air picture over southern Ukraine. There's no longer the possibility of them putting S-300 or something like that on there and starting to interdict Ukrainian air up. Um, obviously, the economic thing is um, the island is now back to its rightful owner, so they do not have a claim to all the goodies that are lying under the seabed there. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a real real positive it's not it, it it's not going to help the ukrainians win the war as in it's a a decisive thing but what it is going to ensure is the ukrainians can conduct air operations over that that part of the theater and not have the russians eavesdropping on it unless the russians decide to start using their airborne early warning aircraft a bit more imaginatively Interestingly, there's a report, one of the helos, four, four were used in the operation, and the Ukrainians are saying one, um, one got itself killed, a ditch somewhere, which is um, a, a little, little bit odd. That's why I don't think they were attack helicopters. I, I think these were big, the bigger helix for picking people up. And who knows, maybe they ran out of fuel or something. You know how stupid they are. Because um, it's it's quite a jump. It's about 300 miles plus a round trip. Um unless they took on fuel at an oil rig or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, the truth will come out. The only other thing I can think of is they were KH-52s, attack helicopters, and they used those, for some reason, they, they couldn't destroy the kit in place on the island, and they used those to, to finish off everything that was left, blow up their own stuff with attack helos. That seems a bit extravagant to me. Uh, they, they could have used them for overhead cover over the, the evacuation, but they wouldn't have had much time on stage. Again, unless they fueled off an oil rig or, or something. So yeah, I mean it'll all come out. But as a, as I say, we knew they were getting smacked around um, last night. All the all the pieces kind of dropped into place for that message from someone. So, yeah, happy day. And yeah, just to reiterate what Wings has said, it, it it is massive happy days. We've been thinking about this day for a couple of weeks now, haven't we, Gunny? Really? Um, and I don't know. There can be some escalation from the Russians with this towards their death. Did we lose Aaron? I believe we did. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of talk about how difficult this was going to be. I mean, it seems like they just put a bunch of long-range 
well, it's just a bunch of artillery systems on, on the mainland and, and hit the hell out of it. Um, Real quick, Tim. Um, Aaron, we lost your audio. If you want to cycle down and back up, we'll be happy to bring you back in a second. Uh, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, so it, it looks like uh, the mainland can support. I mean, you know, for example, Gunny, would, is there any likelihood of Ukraine reoccupying the island? I mean, if only for for morale purposes, a small victory. I mean, it, can they be supported with artillery? I, I think if you put anyone on that island, the Russians would just cruise missile it. Um, who, who in the hell is going to... You couldn't force people at a bayonet to go sit on that island right now after what the Ukrainians have done to it for the last two months. I, I frankly don't know how the Russians are convincing people to man that island. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it will be safe. That place will need EOD to go for it. Um, they, they've probably laid defensive minefields around, terrified that Ukrainian... SF were going to crawl up the cliffs and start killing people with knives and hammers and things. So, um, yeah, will we'll they put a team on the island quickly just to have a quick look? Yeah, maybe, but I don't think they'll be permanently garrisoning it. I, th- I think they'll just be happy that the Russians are off it. Uh, and all that kind of signals intelligence monitoring potential and, and the long-range radar, that's that's dead now. That That's dead and gone. So the the... I think it's hard to tell at the minute, but this might really constrain the Russian Black Sea Fleet to to around Sevastopol. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there, there, there's going to be retaliation. Um, whether they'll throw some rounds at Odessa, I don't know, because the Air Defence Commander at Odessa seems to have their shit in one sock completely. Um, they're, they're extremely good at intercepting stuff. But yeah, I, I would just prepare for a temper tantrum. There's going to be a temper tantrum coming. Some real toys out the pram about this i think um and they'll they'll just go after the usual stuff oh, it, it's great news for just for morale purposes as much as anything there's been a lot of telegram chat from the russian side about how how well things are going so they won't like this one bit good that's all i have to say good uh gunny when I gave you heat for your um pretty dashing profile photo on this account you're using I had no idea that was the real you. You told me it was, but I did not know until I saw you got your tattoo. So um, you were a pretty handsome fellow when you were a little younger. Yeah, but the cost of getting the permit that redone every week was getting a little bit steep, so, you know. Just go bald like me, then you don't have that problem. Uh, Aaron, I think you're back connected. Mic check. Where, where did you lose me at? <laughs> I don't remember, to be honest. Very early uh, on. Very early on. Yeah. Oh, great. So I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> it was it was probably 30 seconds before we dropped you to listener. I try not to let people talk too long when that happens to them. You're in the infantry, Aaron. Your train of thought is probably about five millimeters long, to be honest with you. I've seen yeah. longer Hornby train sets, to be honest, dude. Mate, you was an NPC in shot. <laughs> Except I wasn't, though, was I? Yeah, that's a funny story. So, but, yeah... um. The fact that um, Ukraine has hit that island hard and the Russians have to evacuate, that's, that's, a major, that's a major win on the Ukrainian side. But I do feel Odessa will get smacked pretty hard today or tomorrow. Uh, Russia won't let this go. They're running out of things to smack with, I'm afraid. Not really, but it seems like they're, uh, they're really misappropriating their weapons to their targets at this point. Uh, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of chat about how how many PGM vision missiles the Russians had at the start, how many they've used. Are there any updated stats on that? What they've got left, what they need to keep in reserve for any potential NATO confrontation? Not to my knowledge. I'm sure that's um, heavily guarded information if the Russians can keep it that way. But uh, as far as I know, they leak like a sieve, so maybe that information is available. I think Portland has a guess, but uh, sadly he's a Maybe he's at a kebab shop. Um, I think we have Aaron has joined us in Knockers, so let's go Aaron first. Um, so, yeah, I just read a, a piece from the Russian. Apparently, it's a gesture of goodwill to let um, Ukraine have the island back, which I find hilarious. Well, I was actually going to ask Gunny if he thought it would be worth the Ukrainian while to just send out a recon team to plant a flag, take a picture, and head back to the mainland. Yeah, I, I think that would probably make sense. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I still think it might be a little bit difficult. Um, it depends what kind of a hurry the Russians are in. Um, but yeah, they might have left all sorts of nasties lying around, in which case you'd want a, a good EOD detachment to go ahead of you. So, um, you know, maybe fly a helo out there with um, a flag on the end of a concrete weight and uh, just drop that. That'd do, wouldn't it? And then the helo went after land on, just, just drop the flag on there. Um, happy days. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a mess um, to clear up that after. I doubt the Russians have left anything really useful yes. lying around. It looks like they, they, as I say, whatever they couldn't take with them, they blew up in place. They would have been quite thorough with it and left some booby traps and stuff around. So, yeah, they're going to be... I'm, I'm actually amazed they, 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 they run an op to evac the garrison, actually. It, it might be an indicator just how tight for bodies they are, that even though there might have been, you know, maybe four or five dozen people there, um, that they still thought it was worth running some sauna landing craft to, to pick them up. Personally, I'd just expect them to say, right, you're on your own, um, do whatever you want and, and not bother with them. But it looks like this was a fairly, if they did run rotary wing as well, it sounds like it was a fairly, a fairly substantial evacuation operation. Um, you've got to ask who was on that island. Maybe they did have a lot of signals, intelligence people, that kind of thing. People who they can't really spare. Good morning, Yehuda. Good morning, good morning. We're just checking in. I'll be... Uh, Snake listen. Island's on fire. The birds sound yeah. very peaceful. Yeah, they're happy. Happy Canadian birds. They must have heard about Snake Island. Might have. They just might have. Yeah, birds really hate snakes. Word travels fast. Yeah, I just have to go somewhere unless uh, I don't wake up people, so I'll be back. Or maybe we can go to Jim in the meantime. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, a question for Aaron uh, or Gunny. Aaron, I, think, I believe that's a Plymouth action you got there. You probably know a bit about naval stuff. Um, in the latest don't pension... call me a... I'm not from Devon or I'm not from Dorset. Come on. <laughs> Gunny is. Gunny is. Gunny from Dorset. Yeah, well, I'm sure you both do know a bit about naval stuff. I mean, I saw in the latest Pentagon weapons uh, briefing that they're going to be sending a bunch of fast patrol boats. Will that have any effect? I mean, are they close into shore, literal stuff, or can they, you know, could they do a, an attack further out? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm thinking a few brimstones on Sevastopol would be nice. Half more of gun, gunnies here than mine. Yeah, the, um, the, I, I think they've got some unmanned ones already. Uh, we, we made noises a few weeks ago, and then it went very quiet. Um, so I, I think they've got maybe some of ours. I, I was sort of thinking with these, um, XUS ones, I think they're from the old squadron that they're keeping Guam. So they're like seaward defense patrol boats. Used to see them out in the Gulf as well, looking after Harbor security Bahrain when we we're in. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they're fairly big. It looks like they, they've got room for a, like a crow's position or something like that with a 50 cal, um, couple of, um, you know, GPMG kind of mounts type mounts on the on the back end. I was actually thinking that they um, converted them and stuck some brimstone launchers on the back. That's how I was assuming that they'd hit Snake Island. They they use small fast craft because we've seen brimstone on the back of SUVs, haven't we? It's actually dead easy to well, not dead easy, but if you stick the launch on the thing with brimstone is it knows where it's going. All it needs is um, a lat long really to know where it is. I mean, you just send it on its way. So I kind of thought that they'd stick brimstone on the back of these FPBs because uh, they're fairly light. Um, or maybe Martlet, something like that. Um, send them in towards Snake uh, and then fire off a couple of volleys and disappear. Obviously, that's that's not required now. So, yeah, what can they do then? With the, in the literal zone, I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know what the ranges are. Um, and we'd have to look and see what what kind of targets are available. But yeah, I mean, if you could get a, if you could get a pair in with say um, five or ten round launcher each, within maybe twenty k's of a target, whoosh whoosh whoosh, um, Bob's your uncle. It's, it's it's it'd be a really smart system from to be able to use. So yeah, we'll just have to weigh out on that. It's it's a big order of inshore inshore boats so clearly the the ukrainians have asked for them and if the ukrainians have asked for them they've got something specific in mind uh we'll, we'll just have to wait for the photos um yeah and isn't aaron west country accent a bit plastic it's yeah he's probably from bristol somewhere like that you know like south midlands where they pretend to be west country but they're actually south Midlands. 
Mate, I'm more, I'm more southwestern than you are, so shut up. Uh, quick question, Gunny, on, on that. How, how visible are these small boats? I mean, I remember the, some attacks in the Gulf when the US destroyers couldn't see them coming. You know, if you swarm them in, um, you know, and I, I guess it's how far they can... can what's the range of Well, it, it, it depends, obviously. If, if you're talking on radar, it depends what the detection ranges are like on systems like Palm Front. The, the the Russian sort of standard surface search radar, I, I don't know, something like that on thousand six, thousand seven radar that we use. Oh, I don't know, it's some of those fiberglass, isn't it? So probably a good five miles, I reckon. And that, when we're talking twenty years ago, so um, yeah, for us, I don't think you'd have a, a big problem with detection ranges. But of course, the Russians are, are pretty far behind. So if I, I always use the the kind of benchmark assume their radar systems are about where we were in 1990 so um yeah five five miles which is well inside brimstone range say something like that so i don't think they'd see them uh and of course they'd have to have a ship to see them and we we don't know what russian radars are like detecting contacts close into shore what the moving target indicators like the track extraction systems all that kind of thing so yeah it, it maybe the ukrainians are thinking these these bits are kept for um, literal strike missions, if you like, um, if if not just defending the coastline. But I, I think they've got probably something more offensive in mind for them rather than defensive because the, the, the Black Sea Fleet's just been knocked back a little bit. They'll probably do some sorties into the West Black Sea, though, just to send a message that um, they're not deterred. But they'll have to stay very, very far um, down to the south because, of course, with Snake Island gone, They've lost their early raid detection for anti-shipping missiles coming off the coast now. So they're, they're going to have to adapt how they run, run surface ops for a little while now. Let me just say something real quick. Um, anybody curious about what happened? There's a little summary up in the nest from the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense uh, press corps basically. Um, and they just to summarize what they say, as a result of the successfully conducted next stage of the military operation with fire strikes by Ukrainian missile and artillery units on Snake Island, Russia hastily evacuated the remnants of the garrison with two speedboats and probably left the island. Currently, Snake Island is covered in fire. Explosions are heard. The final results of the operation are still being investigated, says Operational Command South, just so that everybody's on the same page of, uh, of what's going on. And there's a cool picture up there as well. Smoke billowing all over the place. Let's um, go to Aaron and Jim, then Peace for Ukraine. Aaron. Yeah, Gunny, it'd be interesting to find out the timeline of where when they started to hit the island and when they evacuated the people, because it would have to be some major for um, like major concentration of fire for them to fully evacuate from the island. Yeah, I, I, as I say, yesterday, um, uh, I, I was told something like 31 bangs, something like that. Um, obviously, the problem is civ- civilians don't always know what's in going and out going. So um, win- windows were getting rattled. It was supposedly quite close, but window panes were getting rattled, things like that. But my first thought was was outgoing, to be honest with you. Maybe with a little bit of counter-battery to start, if, if that MRLS had on the island wasn't dead. Uh, I think they probably killed that short order. And then um, with a long-range radar gone, uh, if they could get a uh, something like a TB2 up or something, they just would have been adjusting on. Um, I mean, sort of 72 hours ago, we were thinking uh, Excalibur was being used because there were reports of maybe one or two shots fired and they were they were bang on. They were, they were first-round hits. So... I reckon they use yes that that time to set the range and everything else to for the next I, thing. Yeah, I I reckon I reckon what they might have done is use maybe one or two Excalibur rounds to 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 kill the sensors um, to allow the TB two up, and then they use the TB two to to do the adjust just using normal tube rounds. Um, that would make sense to me, but uh, I suppose we'll find out hopefully. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's explosions still going on, see, that's the ammunition. They, they, they destroyed the ammunition in place as well. So it, it wasn't a pell-mell evacuation. They, they they had time to, to blow up everything in place. Um, so, yeah, that would tell me there's probably some, some anti-personnel mines and, and shit like that lying around. So, um, And it's interesting that there's the smoke from the pier as well. So we, <clears throat> the interesting thing will be to, to wait and see, did, 
did they kill one of these evacuation boats as well? And what happened to this helo? Um, did the Ukrainians man- manage to set the helicopters on the way back and kill one, or or did one just crash fuel or or, or whatever? Uh, I, I'm seeing mixed reports. Some say Sarnas were involved. Some say Raptors were involved. So, we'll, again, we'll we'll wait and see on it. It's all here so at the moment, isn't it, mate? So we we will find out in a couple of hours' time. Jim, and then Beast Freak, Craig. Jim, uh, it's huge news. It's it's. I mean, I, I mentioned morale before. It, it counts for a lot, particularly Snake Island. Ruski Vianney Krabel Idi Nahui twice now. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a new set of stamps. Peace for Ukraine. Hello, good morning everyone. Slava Ukraini. Hello, Slava. Uh, these are excellent, excellent, super wonderful news. I'm very excited about it. And I have a piece of uh, to add to it is in the last two or three minutes. The Russian MOD announced that the completion of all assigned tasks on Snake Island have been has been achieved, and they are retreating as a sign of goodwill. So I'm sorry, I have to laugh, <laughs> but that's the the latest communication. Basically, they are trying to twist a massive, massive failure into their own benefit because they are such kindred spirits so here's that i'm very happy they've been blasted and torn to pieces and more to come thank you it's an excellent start at goodwill if pulling off the island is uh the first step i i know a couple of areas in eastern ukraine where they could continue their efforts towards goodwill absolutely i totally agree i hope they they have all the goodwill to make themselves blown to pieces by the ukrainian forces slava ukraini hello i'm slava and to read the whole statement because this is hilarious this is uh some some piece of excellent Orwellian writing. On June 30th, as a step of goodwill, the armed forces of the Russian Federation completed their assigned task as Mini Island and withdrew the garrison station there. Thus, it has been demonstrated to the world community that the Russian Federation does not interfere with the efforts of the United Nations to organize a humanitarian corridor for the export of agricultural products from the territory of Ukraine. This decision will not allow Kiev to speculate on the topic of the impending food crisis, referring to the impossibility of exporting grain due to Russia's total control of the northwestern Black Sea. Now the world is up to the Ukrainian side, which has not yet cleared the Black Sea coast near Troyes, including its port waters. I am just wondering, and this is the end quote, I am just wondering whether Russia will now go and strike the port of Odessa. And Gadi, remind me, has the port in Odessa been struck yet at any point? I know the port in Mykolaiv has several times. Um, no, that's what worries me, if they, just how big a temper tantrum they throw. Um, but of course, if, if, if they hit the port in the hours, that wouldn't really tie in with a narrative that um, we are uh, doing this as a sign of goodwill, small black children starving in Africa, etc, etc, etc. So um, I think another thing that will be interesting from this is if the Russians come out and say, well, we, we've evac because we don't want to interfere with shipments of grain, then the international community can probably turn around now and say, well, OK, then. Well, if that's the case, then we can start running convoys with your security guarantees. Um, and can you hand over the, the charts of any minefields that you've, you've dropped? Uh, so they, they might back themselves into a corner a little bit. I think there's another interesting thing about that statement is, that's economic. It does show that despite all these fires in Russia, these solvents factories are clearly running at 100% because there's obviously still a lot of glue for these fucking idiots to sniff before they come out and start tweeting and making statements. So there you go. Oh, Gunny, you are terrific. Thank you. <laughs> um, Jim, do you have any information on the Russian industrial capacity for glue products? <laughs> I don't. Um... But I was just googling: Has Russia hit the, the port in Odessa? And you know, we've all been. A lot of us have been there. I mean, it, it, you can see it from the old town. Um, they haven't hit it. They've hit warehouses. They've hit residential apartment buildings, as is their style. I guess they were hoping to take Odessa and use it for themselves. But now that's almost certainly not going to happen with all the the new missiles that, that Ukraine has. By the way, Gunny, what's the range on an Exocet? Are the French going to send those? Um, but yeah, no. The, now they can't take Odessa, probably, for a while. I think they might just hit it um, out of spite. 
and you know that George Orwell would have a field day with, with Russia and its propaganda if they say they want to protect the grain routes that would be a perfect excuse for them to hit it right now in, in their own twisted thing uh, right, yeah, range on the MM40 is uh, about, God, about 100, 120 miles, I think. Um, th- the other thing is this is a final nail in the coffin for any amphibious strike that they were planning. That That's just a non-starter now, I think, without it being a, a all-hands-in chuck, every, literally everything they have at it. So we might find the Ukrainian theatre commanders can start to shuffle the deck a little bit. I reckon they probably had a ready reaction force um, or at least probably two on the coast, just in case. I'm I'm wondering if the Ukrainian I command now will be sufficiently confident that any amphibious ops are off now, um, and they can maybe take what whatever uh, brigade, assuming they've they've kept at least one brigade kind of knocking around spare, uh, and then redeploy that because. The, the Russians would, in order to do an amphibious op now with, with that Snake Island, they would have to throw everything. I mean, every single ship, every aircraft that they've got in the Southern Theatre just to affect it. And I, I think that ship has definitely sailed now, literally. Well, the, mechan- the both the mechanised infantry as well as the armour brigade, the one we always have been looking at, I mean, those are the ones they could free up. And that'll, that'll make sense to support Mikolaev. Yeah, and and maybe just just use the southern coast as a rest rest and reequipping um, kind of area. I I would now, if I was the Russians, I would now be a little bit worried about Sevastopol. I think I would I would be looking west and trying to do an assessment of of is there a possibility the Ukrainians can do some kind of strike on there. If if they don't if, if they don't stamp their feet and do a major surface action group sortie, we might see them redistribute some units kind of east as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, possibly, or at least move the amphibious ships out out the way and, and send them to Novorovodich, whatever it's called. No, uh, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, let's let's um, let's wait and see. There, there might be some redispositions or. Or they 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 might do a, a show of strength, um, and maybe sortie sortie a group off to Snake Island just to say, look, we can come out here anytime. But I I that's what I do to be honest with you. But because um, they know that the the Ukrainians can't put surface surface missiles on Snake Island, they wouldn't really get much out of that to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, it's 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 it, it's fabulous news. Um, it sounds to me like they were just marshalling the. Um, marshalling the artillery to do this and they, they wanted to do it properly i see everyone saying it's it's a stunning um validation of high mars because of course everything is high mars at the moment uh sometimes i wake up in the morning i expect to see a high mars down my street because the things seem to be everywhere and responsible for everything i suspect it was probably maybe initially uh and then i think it was probably something like caesars or m triple sevens um and, and they just steadily did um, a shoot every, every day, and just systematically took out took out the stuff that needed to be done. So sensors first, fuel dumps, um, known bivouac areas to demoralise them, uh, and then the Russians just threw their hands up in the air and went like this: "It's this is just not worth the hassle." Uh, as I say, it's interesting that they evacuated them because you, you know there would have been a lot of grunts there that they won't be interested in the grunt um they might have lost a vessel and a helo doing this so i wonder what specialists they had on that island probably electronics intelligence guys um maybe engineers for the kit that kind of thing and they're, they're that diffy for, for for smes um they decided yeah we've got to get them off because there's some people that we need elsewhere Domin, i don't know if you can speak russian or i've had someone translate it for you i just sent you a video um, of one of their, what's the title for him? Oh, the God. the M- Russian MOD spokesman. Uh, he's talking about their t- retreat right now. Yeah, about to mention that. Are there subtitles? If it's if it's um written, it's much easier for me. Anyway, um, uh, I don't know who's first. Aaron, well, Aaron that does really what he wanted to say, right? So back yeah. to Jim again. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, Gunny, regarding those fast patrol boats. Okay, so so firstly, this opens up. The, the northwestern part of the Black Sea for, for operations, no doubt. Um, the the first patrol boats that we were talking about, how fast, how far up that the Dnipro 
can they go right close enough to Mikolaev to launch some brimstones from behind the Russian lines effectively uh, if you look at the channel on, on Google Maps it narrows dramatically as, as you get further up it and, and the other point I have would, would be about why haven't the Russians hit the, the, the port in Odessa yet um, I think probably because they were hoping to take it themselves and also uh, if they did that I mean there's an oil refinery right on the edge of the port which would be very easy to smash it's easy to hit they haven't done that yet I, I, I posit that it would be because it would completely alienate the Russian mafia in in, in Odessa the Russians Russian sympathetic mafia of which unfortunately uh, the Odessa mayor Trikhanov is part of um, they make all their money from oil imports so if they smash that it would turn them against the Russians potentially coming in there at any any point so I, I'd posit that as a possibility but yeah I'm um, Gunny what's the chances of getting a patrol boat up that up that um up the river and, and hitting the Russians with with these new new kit that America has sent. Um, I I am not conversant with these these crafts at all. I I just had a, a a quick look at them. So obviously being PBs, um, your range you can enhance that just by sticking some jerry cans on the back if if you want to get an extension out of it. Um, so I don't I don't know the answer to that. It obviously as well it would depend on what kit they were packing. If they if they've got like a box round launcher on the back for um, brimstone or or something. I think you're right. I think these are these are less going to be for they're they're not going to be for offensive strikes in the Black Sea. Put it that way. I think these are going to be for literal combat. Um, probably SF insertion. Um, yeah, maybe r- running up rivers and inlets, doing drop offs. Um, the, the the Odessa. So we we don't know what's there. What what we can do is is confidently say there are some fabulously strong air defences around Odessa. They've, they've got some kit there. This isn't a place that's just got stingers. Um, it, I suspect there's one or two exotic systems there, put it that way, that haven't been publicised, that have got in place. They've got a phenomenally good uh, interception rate, and the people of Odessa aren't really seeing the interceptions overhead, if you know what I mean. You, you normally... Normally, someone's got a camera, haven't they? So I think they're getting the kills out to sea or over land. So I think they've got in, intermediate or, or possibly even long-range um, anti-missile capability there. Something really Gucci, something um, that, that a country has supplied that seems to be very good at killing cruise missiles. Personally, I, I suspected about a month ago they might have rapier, something like that. I, I think we might have supplied them a, a system like that, which, which would make sense because you, you get some good range out of that. Will they throw their toys out of the pram and, and hit the grain silos? Yeah, yeah, they could do, but they've just come out with a statement saying they've evac'd Snake Island humanitarian reasons. So that would fly totally in the case. But it's Russians and they don't think normally, do they? So, yeah, they might do that. They might say, well, run your grain convoys on the Monday and then destroy two grain ships in, in, in Odessa Harbour on a Tuesday, so you don't know with them. The oil refinery and the and the mobster thing, I'd, I'd heard rumours that there are, um, there are certain underworld interests. Um, but again, if you're losing and you throw your toys out the pram, you don't really care what you hit, do you? So um, let's, let's wait and see. I'll be interested to see where the kilos are at the moment. The two that are up and running, they will, any, any temper tantrum will probably come from the kilos. Um, and maybe look out for bayonet later tonight going active um, off to the east. They'll probably put some aircraft up and do some um, some of those big, some of the big nasty KH twenty twos or AS fours, the, the the big anti ship missiles. Yeah, you, you might start seeing them flying around a bit. But hey, if they want to go after Odessa, good luck to them because whoever that air defence commander is, uh, they are he he or she has got their teams properly well trained up um and i think also they're getting raid warning from us as well which which is probably helping i wouldn't be surprised if there's some tactical data linking um connectivity there because they just seem to be able to kill stuff unless it comes off really close to the coast off a kilo then then they seem to have a couple of problems with it but yeah you know it's just fucking good news isn't it gunning look at you there yeah I, I just want to real quickly say, BG, this, the, the video that you sent me, it's verbatim what I read out earlier. Uh, in, <laughs> That's in, funny. 
yeah, anybody else wants to read out what the, the Russians are saying, but wants to read it out in English, go to Michael Horowitz. Michael Horowitz, put the translation up. Uh, that's going to be the easiest for you. It's almost uh, like yeah. they have to say that or they might die. Yeah, no, the Russian MOD spokesman literally is, this is the same statement. He read out the statement they also put out in writing and that Michael Horowitz has an English translation. It's verbatim the same. Um, let's uh, go to John and then Mr. Evan and then Jim. John, good morning. Isn't it a wonderful morning? Isn't it just? The sun is shining, the birds are chirping and the Russians are burning. So I think that's happy days for everybody. Um, just, just a very quick diversion from Snake Island. There's a, a story out in... The Times, uh, I think it's the Times in the UK today, um, saying that there are 450 Ukrainian soldiers training uh, in various locations around the UK, but mainly on Salisbury Plain, on M270 and the 105s. Um, and they're, they're doing live firing on the 105s now. I know there'd been some questions from CJ and I think from others about what was going on with those systems. But if they're, if they're over here and training in numbers like that, then hopefully... Um, there'll be a good number of 105s going over quite shortly. Um, and with that, back to uh, back to Snake. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Not so fast, John. Gunny, is there a place called Bobbing where they might be around? i not heard that. And if I had, I wouldn't say. I know that we, we knew they were on Salisbury Plain weeks ago, um, which is why me and Osint were thinking um, right here. Um, the Kiwis are also up at Salisbury Plain at the minute. I think 29 or 30 Kiwis have flown in um, because they're, they're pretty good with the light gun as well. So they're helping um, uh, the, the Royal Artillery guys. Uh, I'm wondering if the 105s aren't already in fair, to be honest with you. And th- this is probably a, a second wave or something like that. Probably train the trainers have gone already. Uh, we, we've known that people with funny accents have been knocking around Salisbury Plain for quite a few weeks now. So... Um, it's just everyone was kind of quiet and sat on it, to be honest, Axel. Do, do you mind if I add a little bit to this? So, from the UK, um, there will be 200 Ukrainian soldiers, starting this week, 200 Ukrainian soldiers will be arriving in the UK every day to start training. So every day, basically one full narrow body, largest narrow body plane there is, is gonna, full of Ukrainian soldiers is going to land in the UK every day starting training um and they're going to be working 8 a.m to 6 p.m seven days a week with the british troops uh, i think that's because the brits uh don't want more than 10 hours a day i'm sure the ukrainians will be happy to do you know double shifts uh every day if they can um hey that's 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 a nato statement too right that's other nato countries doing that too as well it's not just the uk right no but this is just the uk bit okay, okay. on top of all the other ones I think they're trying to do like a mass rollout of 200 like per different countries though, getting trained up at the same time. Possibly. I think but... it came out of their summit. They had, they're at the NATO summit in Madrid right now. Yeah, exactly. But this is just the UK section of it, right? This is on top of what's going on in Poland, on top of what's going on in Germany, on top of what's going on in Romania, etc., etc., etc. And of course, this is on top of the billion pound additional package going out of the UK, right? I think it was 1.3 billion thus far, and this is another billion on top of that. They're going to focus heavily on stuff like electronic warfare in that respect as well. Uh, because my understanding is that Brits are pretty good at that uh, specific thing. And uh, they'll probably give them some kit as well. Gunny, uh, remind them. me, what, what, what's this little place called where the Brits train their tankers, both in the UK and also the one in northern Germany? Remind me. Uh, so you've got uh, Bovington, which is the um, home of the Royal Tank Regiment. That, that, that's a big one. Um, obviously, you've got your ranges like, uh, I, I think they do shoots at places like Castlemaine. Um, God, where were where were the tankies based Army of the Rhine? Was it Falling? Was it Falling Bostel, Axel, or was it? Yep, Rhine, Osnabrück, and Falling Bostel. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I, I don't know about you, Aaron, but um, if I had my summer leave booked at uh, Brecon, um, I think I'd be looking at the cancellation policy, wouldn't you, right now? No comment. There's a lot of training going on. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect to see him popping up at different places as well. Um, I, I doubt this is strictly just infantry. Um, I, I think this you might find this is tri-service and you might find these, these boys and girls turning up at random naval bases as well and uh, uh, even RAF stations. I was down, Bob, 
Sorry, I was down at Bobberton the other day and it, there's a lot of activity. Yeah, if that's the case, that would be really interesting. Now, why would that be? It's very scenic around there, Axel. I mean, you got... I forgot. It's scenic. Yes, exactly. Well, the Wales. Yeah, it is. No, Bobbington's uh, Dor- Dorset, mate. It's just, just oh, sorry. Bre- I thought you were talking about Brecon. Sorry. Was... Uh, Brecon. Oh, Brecon's very scenic. I'm, I'm sure Aaron's got some superb memories of um, Brecon. Hor- horrible play. Anyway, let's run through. Anyway, let's run through. Let's run through the hands, Mr. M, and Jim, and BG, Mr. M. I love the British optimism. Yes, thank you, uh, Gunny. You talked. You were asking about those kilos, and they, I see that Russian launched five submarines from Sevastopol into the Black Sea, and this is from Krim Reali. Well, we. Media outlet Russia has launched five of its seven Black Sea Fleet submarines from Sevastopol, a city. Yeah, we know that's the city. And four submarines are in the state of combat readiness. No, they they don't have seven boats running, mate. Um, so the uh, the the newly upgraded one with a propulsor, the funny cone on the back end, she can't launch cruise missiles. She's out on trials, I think. And last I looked, there's one still docked for um, what appears to be some fairly substantial maintenance. So they've got uh, two runners at the moment, I think. There's a couple of museum boats as well. There's a, an old Foxtrot class, but they're, they're not. Um, they're, they're going nowhere ever again. Um, this this is a no-burger. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. So maybe two. Off to Ping Shipyard in a bit. Um, the, the Oracle of Ship Movement. He knows more than Queen's Arbor Master, that bloke. Um, and then we'll we'll find out where, where these two runners are. Yeah, this was uh, from uh, Crimea, really. Yeah. And so it's uh, Russian uh, media. So we can expect that they are uh, over-exaggerating. Can you ping Shipyard and find out where... I mean, I'm driving, I'm sorry, but can you ping him and ask him whether he can drop by for five minutes and talk about what's going on there? Yeah, Roger, I'll try and get comps now. Thank you, Gunny. Uh, let's go on to Jim. Yeah, it's great news on all fronts. So Snake Island liberated, or at least denazified. And Boris is training, Yeah, his words last week about training 10,000 Ukrainian heroes is is being, yeah, it's being followed through on already. I mean, 200 a day is, is a hell of a lot. I just got back from my, my family home in, in the UK. You can hear Salisbury playing. From, from where I've been sitting in the garden all week. And there's been a noticeable uptick in artillery fire. I mean, you can hear the concussions. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good way away, but they've been firing off some heavy stuff and it's a lot more than usual. Um, there's been more choppers flying over, more heavy lift aircraft flying over the house recently. So it, it's been, like, like a lot of this stuff, it, it's, it's been announced after it started happening, I'd say. And, you know, on, on that, Boris, Ben Wallace, they, they both deserve a pat on the back. I mean, uh, he, he, I'll never forgive him for, for Brexit, Brexiting us, robbing me of my EU passport. But what he's done for Ukraine, I mean, you know, credit to them all. Um, you know, they, they've, done, they've done a lot before anyone else, and, and they've kept it going. We didn't hear the B word. BG. <laughs> Boris, no, we... Boris is a hero, man. He's he's gonna have streets named after him. No, no, no. I meant the other one. Good. Nobody heard it. Excellent. Be- no, I was just saying. Uh, Sweden's already pulled pulling their uh, end of the deal. Anyone that thinks that Sweden and Finland won't be a major ally in in talks for anything in this world is crazy. Like they have so much to bring to the table. Um, Sweden already forty nine million dollar uh, military package they're sending over to Ukraine. Just now. Those two countries care so much. They want to do so many things for this world. People need to let them be great. Well, they also have, I mean, especially the Finns have a fantastic capability in terms of precision artillery. They're a very good artillery school, and uh, they have been training people quite a lot. They're also very good with mortars. Uh, it's one of their specialties. And uh, you'd be surprised. We had a couple of Finns, and we, <laughs> funny enough, most of the Finns amongst us here are either artillery or have been snipers in their lifetime beforehand. Um, so I don't know whether we'll get one of them on here in a few minutes, but um, how shall I put this? Uh, they were very comfortable with uh, um, not talking about anything and still saying that they're training people, and that was weeks ago. 
Jim. Yeah, I was listening to last night to Ryan, another uh, Stan hero, fighting for Ukraine, and he, he was talking. I mean, he, he knows his stuff. He was talking about one of the main challenges Ukraine's got is training, um, particularly replacing the the, off, the the you know the experienced soldiers they've lost. Um, and so this, you know, what, what's happening right now is is going a long way to fixing that. I think. I mean, Gunny, Aaron, how, how long does it train? How long does it take to train in in a hurry? someone to a, to a high, higher standard than they already are at. I mean, you know, will this make a big difference and how quickly will, will it happen? Aaron, what's um, phase one, phase two for an infantry at the minute? Well, any military guys, uh, you know, how long does it take to get someone from, you know, uh, someone from basically scratch with an AK to, to, to fairly competent? If you, knock out, if you knock out uh, leave in phase one and phase two, um, you're looking at 18 weeks to do uh, combat infantryman training. Yeah, it's 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 not going to be perfect. I mean, my, you know, so so looking at my naval training, I started in January. I got to my first ship in October, um, and I didn't know my ass from my elbow probably till the following April, um, and I was straight on a on a on an operational trip. So this isn't this isn't going to be fantastic they're not going to be able to be they're not going to be churning out terminators put it that way um but they're going to be able to either give the new boys and girls a, a very good base um feel for soldiering or i don't know if they're going to be pulling maybe some ncos and experienced infantiers um um drop shorts etc out from units in Ukraine and maybe putting them on some additional courses, maybe that kind of thing. Um, that would that would be good, I think, for the instructors as well because they'll be hoovering up information. There's there's I think I'm right in saying there's an absolute first in the British Army to to start picking stuff up from these guys um, in in terms of job knowledge because they're, they're they're doing such an amazing job. So. It will be. I think if that's the case, it will be less Ukrainians being taught. It will be more a mutual instruction kind of program where everyone's going to learn um, really good stuff. But yeah, you know, you you can't just turn out an infantryman. People think you know it's it's eight to ten weeks and and then chuck them into a unit and they're tickety boo. They're not. It's actually really complicated. Infantrymen um, train really hard and they need to know a lot of stuff. Um, and even then, when you get into your unit, it's a continual process. So, but it will be a good bedrock, put it that way. I think the courses will will be a mixture of both. I think it's going to be some SME stuff, um, maybe some additional qualifications in UK, and um, pulling people in and and giving that 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 baseline knowledge before they can go back for further training, mentoring by Ukrainian. Um, instructors who are probably snowed under with with, with new people so it, it might be really helpful for the ukrainians they'll be taking the onus off them to do basic training nato will do the basic training and then they can send them back to the ukrainians who 